We're back. You wanted more? Here's Snatch Season 4. This season, we'll be diving into RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world. Which sees the fiercest British queens compete against some of the most cutthroat performers from other global editions of the franchise. From maxi challenges, runways and lip syncs, we will be analysing their every move. It's one of the most ambitious crossover events in history, so get ready for the drag war to end all wars. Sparta! Dragon. On this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus The World, the eight remaining contestants serve three looks on the runway for the RuPaul Ball, including an outfit made from scratch that Mamaru herself would want to wear. Umar, what's on the Rue gender this week, eh? What should we talk well, about? Well, the Rue gender. Let me just get my whiteboard and pen out. I think, do we want to start with a little bit of bagger? Yeah, chips? we're going to have to, aren't we? Let's what get would the you next... call that? What would you call it? Laziness. Laziness. Human. I didn't really like this. For those, you know, um, who haven't watched the episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world, bagger was a bit of a... How would you describe her? Bagger was a soggy bag of... Um, soggy! I don't know, because how hard are we going to go into this? Because it is drag. It is light-hearted entertainment. It was just laziness, a little bit of entitlement. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're coming on to RuPaul's Drag Race, I don't care if you don't sew your outfits or this, that, the other. You know, we get it. Beyonce RuPaul does not make their own costumes, okay? But if you're coming to RuPaul's Drag Race then you need to know how to sew. Just like, yeah, know how to sew. And also just like, I mean, RuPaul's loving this word about the wheel, this metaphor of the wheel. So he's like, don't reinvent the wheel. It's already been invented. Just spin it in a different direction. And I think at this point, coming into All Stars, have a blueprint, have like a sketchbook of just something that you can whip up and will be hassle-free and still get the job done. It wasn't a case of her asking for help because I love when fashion brings queers together and we collaborate and we sew and get on our hands and knees and create a vision. I love it. It was just a sense of what got me as a fashion editor when she was like, there are some people that hit the stage and perform and act and are thespians and there's others that just kind of stick to the back and style and work on wardrobe. And I'm like... Oh, yeah. She seems to shame people who yeah. and their aesthetic. And I do love Bagger, but this is one part of her character that really grinds my gears is yeah. how she seems to think just because you look good and maybe you can't perform, mm. then your drag is not particularly valid. Yeah, I really didn't like that kind of what would you call it? A, not alluded to, kind of undertone. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. I think that great in me. And then also when Pangina was helping her and Pangina did, let's be honest, that pink look, if you wanted to think about Ginny Lemon in season two, that is the evolution stage one of a Pokemon evolution, right? I feel like Bega Chips's version of the pink nylon fabric was just literally a had thrown more elevated than Ginny Levin. Yeah, but how much of it did she actually do? But that's what that's I mean. The thing. We didn't get to see what she actually did. She just came into the workroom the next day and it was done. So, yeah, and then and also <sighs> napping on the sofa. I just no, think... I didn't like that. I'm sorry. I, fine, if you can't sew, that's absolutely fine. Fine, Gin, yeah. But, but put some effort into it. Those right? who and can't, the thing is, yeah. we, neither of us are, are sewing on Drag Race, right? So it seems like kind of like, oh, who were you? Who were you to talk about it then? But it's like, well, I didn't go on to Drag Race. Yeah. I mean, if I went on Drag Race, I would have learned how to sew and actually try to do something. Yeah, it's, it's a learn how to sew, girl. But also... Girl. Uh, girl. And then 
after when you have accepted the help of Pangina and Pangina is such a sweet soul I fell in love, love with her. her a little bit more this stuff and also very easy her? on the yeah, yeah very easy on the eye bless her like it wasn't even like a sewing machine. It was hand stitching the dress. And for Bag and even say thank you or even address it. Well, she did say she was going to PayPal her or do whatever, but... No, um, but then again, treating her like a maid or like mm. a seamstress. I just, it was very tonally deaf from Bagger, and I don't think it was funny. I think it was insulting the industry that is the fashion industry and it was insulting the <laughs> competition. And oh, no, I'm joking. It's only drag. No, you're not. You're not joking. I know. It's only drag. <laughs> you're it's, not joking. It, it's only drag. And at the end of the day, like... It, it's we, only drag. We're not sewing bodies. We're just sewing garments. Yeah. But at the same time, it it was not a good look. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Bagger fan. I do love Bagger. Mm-hmm. But I just did not like her attitude here at all. I did. It was a bit... Yeah. I think for all the queens who would want to be on Drag Race UK versus the world, sat mm-hmm. at home looking at her yeah. on that sofa. Well, well, moving on. <laughs> what's second on the Rue agenda this week? I personally loved the conversation Blue Hydrangea had with her sisters about her gender identity. I thought that was a really sweet moment that was kind of reminiscent of Bimini and Ginny yeah. um, from season two. Yeah. It was just nice to hear her journey from realising maybe she's not cisgender to... It was non-binary, right? She feels yeah. non-binary. I think what was really good about that conversation was there was no definitive conclusion at the end of it. It just kind of blueprinted the fact that this is an ever-evolving conversation and yeah. you're going to flow. So I think, yeah, I agree. And it was really sweet to hear her say that she kind of learned more about her gender identity through Davina on season yeah. one. Oh, Davina's still... Her impact. Uh, uh, by the way, she should be on this season. I don't know why she's not. But feeling about that. But yeah, I've already looked through Twitter just to see what kind of impact that conversation had on fans. And there's already, you know, some viewers expressing how just that one simple conversation that was had between Blue and her fellow sisters um, has really helped others on their gender identity journey. So it just shows the impact that a two-minute conversation between drag queens can have on TV. Absolutely. And also, we were both saying Blue is a phenomenal drag queen, but that I think in season one and... After the show, not a lot of people know much about Blue and who the person is behind the makeup looks and tutorials and crazy art pop, art punky Andy Warhol kind of looks that Warhol. Warhol. <laughs> um that they create. So I think it was actually I think yeah. I really warmed to Blue. They went from a shade of <sighs> turquoise to more of a royal cemented navy. Oh, so a bit of turquoise from turquoise. a royal cemented navy. Love it. Yeah, on season one, I feel like Blue wasn't really all there. Like, she was still kind of figuring out who she was as a drag queen. Mm. And after the show, we kind of... Well, I personally just associated her with Break Up Bye Bye and the Frock Destroyers and them going on tour and this and that. But now we're actually seeing a bit more of her personality, which I'm loving. So Love that. Yeah. Yeah. She's getting... I don't want to say it right now, but I'm going to say it right now. I feel like she's getting a bit of a winner's edit. I can see her as a winner. The thing is, I don't know if it's winner's edit or is it the narrator of the season edit? Because I think what Blue, Mm. what I'm picking up in these two episodes is, is, you know, obviously they're fed lines or questions in the workroom where producers like, okay, (laughs) to make... Well, no, this is reality TV. So they'll be like, make a beeline to like this queen in the window and ask her about her hidden trauma from years (laughs) gone by. Wait, wait, can I just stop you? Um, Imagine being a queen in that workroom and having a producer go, can you tell me about your trauma, please? I'd be like, you can fuck right off. No, but but then that's what I'm saying. Blue actually thrives in that dynamic. Because I think if producers ask her, okay... So 
to ask this question, start this conversation. I think Blue jumps into it. And with that natural instinct of starting the conversation, she is getting a main character kind of edit, which I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at Can I just say, you'd love it. I would, you, lo- you would I would love lo- <laughs> talking about everything to do with your past no, and your future no, and your present. No, you got me all wrong. <laughs> I would love to ask the questions, but the minute a queen comes to me with a question, I'd be like, that is really mm. sensitive. <laughs> That's really sensitive, Deborah. Why did you go there? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> well, what is the third point on the Rue gender? Because I can't really remember. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, we are obviously going to go into the runway um, mm-hmm. presentations a bit later on, but I do want to talk about Cheryl and Juju in the bottom two. I think it was, in the words of Alyssa Edwards, rigor morris, because I don't think that should have been the case. Can you agree or disagree? Tell me something. Yeah, I, the thing is, if you're going to do a ball with like three categories, I really expect every category to have a weight in the final decision. I feel like hmm. for me, yeah. I actually liked her final garment, actually. I thought yeah, it was but where was the knickers? I thought that was that was there was camp. no there was no knickers and also in backstage and untucked the nude illusion that was between her boobs and like that little cut out deal it was sagging oh. like a wrinkly scrotum. Oh! So see, this is why I need you to talk about the fashion because yeah. I, I, do, I do not <laughs> clock these but scrotums. I, I love Juju, but I think she's there for a little bit of a wake up call. I don't think she's arrived this season. She hasn't arrived, but also you're on a drag race season every year by the looks of it. Like every year you are in that workroom. Do you know what? So it seems like Juju is in that workroom every year because RuPaul keeps calling her back. I mean, she must be on a retainer, but if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah. But Juju is just not ready. Yeah. Well, I'm actually getting Manila Luzon All Stars 4 vibes from Juju at the moment because she came in second episode in the bottom and then she slayed it for the rest of it. So I'm hoping that she, the Juju B, the sensible 74 Juju B that we saw in All Stars 5 will come back out. I'm hoping. Yeah. Do you think Cheryl should have been in the bottom? It's a tricky one. I don't think she did anything criminally offensive. Um, I just think that when Bagger didn't, Bagger didn't put much effort into her look and she got a lot of help. I feel like, I feel like RuPaul should turn around and been like, do you know what, Bagger, I'm putting you in the bottom too because of this. That would have been a gag. I agree with you because actually, right, we're going to get into looks. But we're going to get J- into looks. J- Janie Jacquet, that's mm-hmm. the name. So if you think <laughs> about it, Janie Jacquet's first look, that cat makeup was atrocious. Oh. It was giving child's birthday party. It was not it. But oh. the mm-hmm. final look was what swung it for them to get to the top. So RuPaul's like, I'd wear that look. So the look that they claimed for RuPaul saved her and elevated her right so if you think about it the looks that have come before are irrelevant it's just that final look so was cheryl looking the worst in the whole entire lineup no bagger was and juju yeah. so i think i agree with you but what cheryl was wearing rupaul would never put on her body well i really don't think rupaul would ever sashay down the most of the runway now any of them true it was given no, no. What was it given? Nothing. Nothing. So I think... What was it giving? Nothing. Absolute fuck yeah, all. Yeah, to be honest, I yeah. agree, in a sense. But who would you put other in the than Cheryl? Bagger. And Juju. No, I would have put Bagger and Cheryl, to be quite honest with you. Iconic. I think, <laughs> let's reverse it, go from bottom to tops. I think Jimbo, yes. Yep, deserved the top. I think Panjana should have been there, personally. 
I get that her look wasn't as put together and she was missing some knickers and undergarment, whatever, but it still looked fashion. And I think with RuPaul showing her legs every goddamn week now, she yeah. would have come out in that, actually. 100%. Well, we are in agreement. Yeah. Okay, final point of this episode that I want to talk about. Janie, when she was short with Cheryl, when she was pleading for her place in the competition, I felt sad for Cheryl at that point because you want them to be able to listen to you and, you know, hear your case. But I think Janie had already made up her mind that she was sending her home. And because I do actually think that these queens are scared to send home Jujubee. Yeah. And Jimbo. I think the thing is... No, I think once Jimbo's on the bottom, they're going to send her packing. Oh, yeah. But early on in the competition, this is episode two, right? You can never give away your strategy. So right now you have to lie and be like, I'm just judging on the judges' critique. It's all about the talent for me. So you can't get away with a cutthroat Naomi Smalls eliminating Manila debacle. You can't do it. But I do think Juju is such a veteran. And when it comes to comedy challenges, so the fashion challenges are gone. We know going forward, it's going to be very acting heavy. It's going to be snatch game. It's going to be like comedy focused. So you would want veterans like Jimbo and Juju to be on your team and help you win those challenges. Because by the looks of it, Janie isn't a comedy queen. Yeah. Yeah. Umar, are you ready now for the most critically acclaimed new edition of our podcast? Questions I'm ready. Yeah? Questions the prepared? country is alive with the sound of questions. Okay. Let's go. Tracy from Cambria. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hope you're okay. She asked, who is your front runner so far? Umar, tell me. My front runner, I think Jimbo. It's got to be, isn't it? It's got to be Jimbo. I mean, when Jimbo did the... <laughs> Silence. I think that do take nerves. It's just wickedly insane bonkers humour that I think RuPaul loves. But I literally lulled. You lulled? With a caps lock. Like, I physically... Ha, 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 I laughed. I laughed. You lulled. I lulled. You lulled. Yeah, no, I think for me, it's Jimbo and Pangina. For me, they're like the top oh, two already. Yeah. I mean, we've only seen two episodes, right? But they are killing it. Absolutely killing it. And also, can I just say, Pangina again, easy on the eye. Easy on the motherfucking eye. Easy on the Pangina. Hi, Pangina. You there? You listening? Love ya. Okay, thank you, Tracy, for your question. Uh, next up, Quentin... Hi, Quentin from Washington. Quentin from Washington. He sounds sexy. He sounds like he is a neuroscientist. Oh, yeah. Um, went to Harvard. Do Harvard even yeah. teach? Yeah, Harvard Law. Harvard Law. Okay, Quentin, hit me with a question. Um, do you think Jujubee will arrive in the next couple episodes? And this is tying into what we were just talking about a minute ago. Quentin, I do think she might do that. What well, is the bus still running? I don't know. Um, I think she will arrive. Fashion's never really been a strong point for Juju. No. So hopefully there's a comedy challenge or something. I just think it would be such a shame because she'd had one of her best showings ever on All Stars 5. Sensible 74. Yeah, I've already mentioned it, but it was an iconic moment. If she just flops this time around, it's going to be really sad. It's going to be, yeah. She's got it in her. And she said there's good Juju, there's bad Juju, there's okay Juju. So I think... But she should have come prepared with good Juju. She should have. The thing is with Juju, of all the queens, her advantage is she's been on that stage and in front of RuPaul a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And RuPaul seems like he's giving up personal invitations for her to come back. Yeah. So she's got the judges' support. She just needs to believe in herself and just do the damn thing. Yeah, she needs to stop looking so knackered and just perk up a little stop bit. Stop singing live songs. <laughs> oh, that was shady. That was really shady. 
But mm. there's some tea there. Okay, finally, Savannah from Hamburg. Hi, Savannah from Hamburg. Is Hello. that Germany? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Ich bin Haber. It's the only German I know. No, you know all the words to Scheiser by Lady Gaga. My name. No, I don't know, actually. Anyway, what is... Uh, okay, is Alice uh, from Hamburg? Savannah. Savannah. You just yeah. start singing Alice. <laughs> yeah. When I was talking about Scheiser. Okay, anyway. Okay, well, gone crazy. Our Lady Gaga podcast is coming soon. <laughs> okay, finally. Do you think RuPaul would wear any of those outfits? Uh, Savannah. No! Uh, and that's the hard pass and a hard no. I mean, uh, no, no. That's all we have to say, Savannah. No, Savannah, he wouldn't. But, would, yeah. No. Would, would you, Ruma? Would you wear any of those outfits? No, I wouldn't. No, there you go. No. I no. wouldn't. Actually, yeah, I would, actually. You would yeah. wear Janie Jacquet's. Yeah, but I ain't got the body oddy for that. But I think you would love it in terms of, like, the leotard, the little frills. And... Oh, yeah. But no, he would simply burn that box and send it back to DHL. It wouldn't even pass customs. Yeah. If RuPaul had anything to do with that. So, no. True. Guys, if you like listening to me and Umar chat absolute shit on Snatched, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And that's right, guys, because every star that you leave, a drag queen gets her wings. So, <laughs> click those buttons. Every star helps. So, get your phones out. Open your podcast app. Hit subscribe. It only takes two seconds. What are you waiting for? In the words of Gwen Stefani, what are you waiting for? Umar, it's time for the runway. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so just to refresh your mind, there were three runway categories this week. Kitty Girl, Butch Queen, and You Wear It Well. You wear it well. Lipstick something. Oh, they're all RuPaul songs, aren't they? Kitty Girl. What's the second one called again? Butch Queen. Oh my gosh, yeah, I really just made that. Okay, ask fashion editors to tell me, how would you have executed these themes? Oh, do you know what? Kitty Girl. I loved Bagger and Cheryl Hole's version of it. Yeah. The Aristocrats meets Bagpuss, campy, fluffy, and a bit round and bouncy. I really enjoyed that. Oh, but Pangina, though, come on. Oh, Pangina. But that's what I'm saying. Pangina. Do cats have six tits? Yeah, I thought everyone knew that. Do they? I don't know. I don't have a fucking clue. Because both Pangina and Jimbo were doing six titty looks. Jimbo's Tigger was iconic. So good. But I didn't ask you who your favourites were. So uh, how would you have done these themes? Oh, Kitty Girl. Again, I'm not reinventing the wheel. The wheel's been done. Yeah. I think I would have gone Moha, um, Bagger, and um, Cheryl, actually, and got a famous cat. So maybe like a Tom and Jerry number. Mm. Or I just would have come as a teacup. I don't know. It's a hard one. I just would have just done... I would have done a fluffy cap. That's what I would have done. Boring Could enough. you? Right. Actually, Stella Lie, last week I said I was going to come out as Poodle. So I think I predicted this. Could you do, for Kitty Girl, people who are called Cat? And do Cats it, later. Or Catherine Heigl? No, that's a stretch. Oh. That will be colouring too far out of the lines. Okay. But I think I would have done a character cat. So that's why, for me, this round, ding, 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 Jimbo... Moha and Cheryl Hall really took it for me. Yeah. And Pangina took it for oh. me 
for being kooky and weird. That. that was so strange. I loved it. Okay, Butch Queen, how are you going to be Butch, you Marsawa? Tell me. Uh, do you know what? That is... It's hard. That's yeah. a hard stretch for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything Butch about me. No. But I think I would have come as Pat Butcher. <laughs> yes, I see. Yeah, she's a Butch Queen. <laughs> and she is Butch. Or pearl earring. Pearl Or I would have come as a Butcher. Yeah, a butcher drag queen. Butch queen. <gasps> but also, okay, not being controversial, but is butch queen? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's a hard. One. It's hard to. Do. I don't even know how you define butch queen nowadays. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's like when you look at like pop girls and stuff. Mm. You would like there's Britney and then there's Pink and you say yeah. Pink was a butch queen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that. But what is it for drag though? That's the hard thing. I don't even know, but all I will say is when Mo Hart hit that stage, like <gasps> LGBTQ plus identity queer non-binary happened to me. Did you quiver? I quivered, and then the did you get fanny flutters? I maybe did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the whipping of the backside to reveal the lilac. Well, I don't know what she was revealing. She was revealing. You know, you know everything. She's revealing You've been thinking about truth within the heart of myself. Uh. It was just something very androgynously erotic. You're sweating right now. You need to calm down. Um, I think, <laughs> I think, bitch queen for me, motor kit, but then also Cheryl Hall. Again, Cheryl's my fan favorite. But again, I'm too. asking you, how would you have executed this? Oh, I don't know. It's really hard. You're would, a fashion no, editor. I'm, do you know what I would have done? I would have done exactly what Jimbo did. Okay. And come out as. Like you are the bike. Yeah. So she you, had you're going to be the bike. So she had the handlebars on her boobs and she was giving sheer leather, that kind of aesthetic, but she was also the motorbike. So yeah, Harley Davidson. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. And you wear it well. How would you have designed RuPaul's outfit? RuPaul, the thing is hard one because I think I would have executed this as a silhouette that RuPaul hasn't tried. Oh, but that's risky. But you got to take risks. You got to take risks, but also. Uh, do you know what actually made me laugh with this challenge, actually? Go on. It just is proof that you can draw the most exquisite illustration. Oh, my God. And you can draw the most beautiful gowns. But then when it, hits, <laughs> yeah. when it hits the stage and you actually are putting craftsmanship behind the illustration, it doesn't always look... It's like Wish.com, isn't it? It's like what, okay. you, what the website said you were going to get and what you actually got. It's yeah. very much that. But I think I would have given RuPaul a different silhouette. What's the other way? I think it would be like, details. so you know, like Diana Ross, he loves Diana Ross, right? Yeah. And Jeria in season 14, mm -hmm. when she came in that red flouncy oh, baby yeah. doll kind of thing. I think that's what I would have done. I would have picked colors that Rue likes or signature like fabrics or whatever, but then given it more of a playful edge. Because let's be honest, early on in this show, Ripple was never showing legs. No, she's been really getting them out lately, hasn't and then she? She must have gone. She's got some mighty good legs. Uh, she's got some. And this is not me <laughs> quivering. I'm just uplifting her. But that's what I mean. Something happened. Maybe it was menopause. I don't know. But <laughs> after, <laughs> but after that, she was showing the legs. So I think I'd be like RuPaul. You want a style look? What evolution? I'll give you something new. Oh, and what okay. that looks like currently, I will get back to you on that. Okay. But for this, I know we tackled the runway earlier on but i think for me the people that kind of took this category were probably janie jk and 
Pangina. Yeah. Okay, overall then, who yeah. out of all three of these categories, I want one name for each. Who left you slain the most and who left you disappointed? GGB disappointment overall okay. there wasn't a single sleigh mm-hmm. and also kitty girl for juju where was the kitty yeah there was no kitty there and she's a cat lover she's a cat person yeah and do you know what i actually do for kitty girl actually now that i thought about it very controversial but obviously the downstairs area is known as a kitty so i think i would come in like a y2k like you know when paris hit on and okay this is controversial but when people would wear no knickers in the early millennial 2000s. I don't know if they would show a fake vag on stage on BBC Three. I don't know. No, do you remember when Manila tried to um, oh, do we, dress yeah. as a period pad and they told her she couldn't do that? So I'm not sure if they will allow the downstairs area to be portrayed on the runway. Oh, That's like maybe do like a lady garden. and I, I don't know. A lady garden? A lady garden. But yeah. oh, I think GGB across the board didn't fulfill the assignment for okay. me, unfortunately. And then who was your one winner? My one winner, I would say Jimbo. I would say yeah. Jimbo. I think Jimbo gave performance and a strong concept for each runway. There wasn't a look that slipped to subpar. Yeah. Agreed. I'm with you there. And also, how can you go from Tigger to a Harley Davidson motorbike and then into a gold RuPaul number all in the space of like an hour? Versatility. Versatility. <laughs> 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 Silence. <laughs> Silence. All right, it's time for this week's Eliminated Queen, Cheryl Hole, to spill all the tea on her elimination, what she thought of Bagger's performance this episode, and who she would have impersonated on Snatch Game. You're right, Diva. Cheryl, my Diva Lena, how are you? Defoed. <laughs> Absolutely defoed, but you know what? That's the way the cookie crumbles. You get dealt the card, you've got to play your deck and then roll with the punches. And to be honest, you're lucky you got a nice queen this week because I don't imagine some of these other queens taking it as well as I did. (laughs) I'm just devastated to see you without a badge again. Look, I said it as I was leaving. I think it's just what I'm destined to do. Juju's destined to do 17 seasons of Drag Race and I'm destined to never win a challenge. So (laughs) I'm fine. I just want everybody to know that I'm absolutely fine. Like, look, it is what it is. And I'm just just happy that I was able to have a second opportunity. Mm -hmm. Remember, Juju B didn't get her first challenge win until the third time she was on Drag Race. So, you know... Third time's the charm. Mama Roo, can you hear me? (laughs) Also, can I just say, back-to-back eliminations for both you and Lemon does not make sense with my fantasy. I mean, I think it's the curse of Priyanka. If you're on a Priyanka EP, you're going home. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other queens on this season on Taste Test, her EP, are there? It was just just you and Lemon, wasn't it? We were the only features, and look what happened. Mama Roo went, you're not duetting with us. Your vocals are <laughs> popping. RuPaul was too scared to duet with you both. He was just like, now you're gone. You're gone. Mama Roo, shut your mouth for a minute. Could you imagine? <laughs> Cheryl, looking back at the episode, do you agree with your bottom two placement? 100%. Look, <laughs> I had the biggest breakdown in the workroom. I sewed the two legs of my catsuit together. And in the last hour I had to go, right, let's get something done because you can't be walking the runway in just your undergarments. So in all honesty, 
I was proud I was able to make something because we all know I'm no seamstress, but I got something made on my own and I did the damn thing. Yes, I should have been in the bottom purely based off that alone, but I thought my other two runways were absolutely killer. And you sold the shit out of that third one. Sam, I had (laughs) to. I'm sorry. It was dog awful. The only way I was going to do it justice was pummeling that runway. And, like, that's one thing I pride myself on is just being able to sell pile of poop. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fall in poo on uh, Slebs on the Farm, sell poo on Drag Race UK versus World. It's a full circle moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In your confessional, you said Janie was being very short with you when you were pleading your case. Do you think her mind was already made up at that point? Yeah, I think so. I think Janie was going into this knowing, like, I'm basing it off the thing that we had to do in the challenge, which was make a garment. Like, as much as the ball could save you if you're, like, on the cusp of, like, top win, bottom safe, that could be the teetering between the two looks. But based on the challenge, she was like, look, I'm going into that with that mind. Like, Juju's look was nice. It was cute. Other than flashing her minge... Every single second she walked the runway, she looked good, whereas I didn't. So I guess she was like, we're, we're doing this because we need to do this and sit and have this conversation. Whereas I genuinely went in hoping that she could change her mind. Mm-hmm. Do you think some queens on the season will be too scared to give Jujube, a Drag Race legend, the chop? Do you think that was kind of the decision behind it as well? Not necessarily, because... We all see that Juju does well and she always makes the end and she can smash all the big challenges like Snatch Game and whatnot and acting challenges. So some queens might go into it going, well, I want to get her out. Mm -hmm. I want to make it to the end. So that's the tactic I think some of them will play, but others will be like, oh, I'm scared to send her home. Mm. And because this is her fourth time competing on Drag Race, um, how did it feel getting the chop over her then when this was just your second opportunity? In the moment, I was devastated. I love Juju B. We're good Judies. We're good sisters. And there is no hard feelings whatsoever. So in the moment, I was devastated that my time had come to an end. But I was in the bottom with somebody that is such a powerhouse. So I kind of felt it in the waters. Mm. So I wasn't like bawling my eyes out crying, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we didn't get to see you lip sync for your life this season is preposterous to me. Because we obviously saw you lip sync in the talent show, but lip syncing for a talent is different to lip syncing for your life because there's a sense of kind of like, you know, yeah. you, you want to prove there's yourself. There's fire. There's gusto behind you, isn't there? Yeah. And look, it's just the nature of the game that you don't get that opportunity mm-hmm. to prove how much you want it in a lip sync for your life this time round. And to be honest... I think the other girls would have been scared to go against me in a lip sync for your life because we all know what I could turn out and what I could do. And my passion in drag is performance. As much as I like to turn a look now, not before, (laughs) uh, my heart lives on the stage. And that's what I truly would have done in that moment. I wouldn't care if I ripped that dress off and did it. I would have gone, you better work, Mother Room. (laughs) I don't want to stir any drama, okay? But I kind of want to. What did you think of Bagger being safe when she 
A, kind of gave up on the challenge, and B, had help from Pangina? We all had help. Everybody had help. Mm -hmm. Look, we were all getting advice. Jimbo and Janie would thread my machine when it go balls up because I wasn't familiar with the machines. Pangina helped stone bits of it as we were going to the runway and she hot glued me into it. Like, mm -hmm. we all had help. So I'm never going to be angry at other people getting help and support because we all did. Nobody in that challenge did it all by themselves. Like, Janie even credited Mo in her winnings saying, if it wasn't for Mo telling me to change it up, I wouldn't be stood here in the top. So, look, I love Bagger with all my heart and soul. And again, it's the nature of the game. We were three queens from the UK. In all honesty, there was no way these queens were going to keep all three of us till the end. So, yeah. unfortunately, I was collateral damage. <laughs> I put Cheryl Hole into the Twitter search bar today just because I wanted to see what everyone was saying. On I haven't. Well, can I just say, it all seems universally kind of like everyone is in agreement that they wanted you to go further in the competition. Everyone's justice for Cheryl Hole, this, that, the other. So what's it like for you to have that support from fans online? I'm truly overwhelmed. Even just seeing what I've got in my app replies at the moment, I'm beyond overwhelmed because in all honesty, post-season one, I've had a very strong following. Mm -hmm. But to be back in the Thunderdome and having people's opinions every single week, it's tough because mm -hmm. people online are fucking mean yeah. <laughs> they're really horrible so i try and stay away as much as possible not because i'm like ignorance is bliss but for my own sanity i'm not going to cloud my head in negativity when that's all people want is to get a reaction from you but the love has been beyond like i can't even put into words because it is Truly overwhelming. Like, I bawled my eyes out at the viewing party yesterday because when Janie pulled that lipstick, I went, Cheryl, I was literally, like, staring at the screen like this, like, <laughs> Lisa Rinna tears streaming down my face with the bunny. And all, honestly, the room went up and I was just, yeah, I was so grateful. Oh, what was the whole room kind of justice for Cheryl like they were online? What was it like? What was the atmosphere like for you? <laughs> this is what I've been told. Mm -hmm. So it went... Cheryl, it was, no! <laughs> like, and then, like, yeah, it was a wave of emotions. And I had Jimbo sat to my left going, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo, you were there. Oh, God. Um, Cheryl, I know you've got so many tricks in your repertoire, so what else could we have expected from you this season? Look, I only got to show a small percentage of what I do on season one. It was just so unfortunate that I was in a cast full of such talented people like Davina and the Vivian. And I would have loved to have done another acting challenge because, honestly, I think my Downton Draggy, uh, the man sure old lady acting was fabulous. So I would have loved to have done another acting challenge. And in all honesty, next week is a bloody rusical. If that wasn't a challenge made for me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're missing a trick, Mama Roo, because I would have smashed that. Especially a rusical, a West End rusical. Can you imagine me as like Tracy Turnblad being like, hey, Mama, welcome to the 60s. <laughs> Oh, uh, they always do this. They always get rid of the queens the week before they're about to excel. They could excel in the next challenge. Like, that would have been yours. Hey, it is what it is. And to be honest, imagine me finally getting my repeat badge redemption with a girl group challenge. Could you imagine? Missing a trick. Missing a trick. 
few men. Cheryl, tell me, who would you have impersonated on Snatch Game? I was going to keep this hush, hush, hush in case I went back for a, a third time. But I was going to do a Sharon Osbourne. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay, give me a bit of your Sharon. I'm Sam. <laughs> it's a yes from me. Get your pants. I love this job so much. Oh, Aussie. <laughs> Why have you got the chop? I need to see this. Oh, I, I'm so tempted to rip this wig off my head and go put the Sharon wig on for you. Oh, my God. Please. I'll do it, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Only because it's you, Sam. Wait. I've just lost an AirPod. <laughs> right. Are you ready? I'm ready. You said that was some determination. I'm ready. Sat in a box. Brilliant. <laughs> and what's your name? Rachel. And what would you rate yourself out of ten? You're better than Madonna. <laughs> oh, Cheryl, this would have been yours. You would have had that badge. <laughs> right, give me two seconds. I need to put this wig back on my head because I'm not finishing this interview looking like a bastard. <laughs> On next week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the World, the queens will be tasked with performing in an all-singing, all-dancing West End Rusical Challenge, while Bridgeton star Jonathan Bailey mm-hmm. makes his series debut as a guest panellist. You better work, Jonathan Bailey. Bailey. Hello, Divalinas. It's me, Cheryl Hall, and you are listening to Snatched, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes! <laughs>